B, C, A, 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 Welcome everyone to the Uppy and Stash Show. I'm your host Uppy. With me, as always, is Stash. And for the second show in a row, Beardo is back with us. So, uh, welcome, Beardo. Hello. Welcome back, man. I'm glad you came back. I'm glad our um, homosexuality agenda didn't turn you off. So. No, it it, it turned me on. Oh, he's a, so, so. He's a liberal. He, yeah. he gets off. Oh, he can, oh, he can. Oh, he can handle. He can. He can. He can handle. He can handle all the line items on the agenda. That's that's nice. Absolutely, I like that. Yeah. So, um. so Beardo, what are you drinking tonight? So I have one of my favorites. It's uh, Denogonizer by Drake's hmm. Brewing. That's um, a good one. It's really a good one. It's a nice double IPA. Um, and like Ooh. I said before, I don't really like IPAs, but I seem to be drinking a lot of them. So maybe I'm just lying to myself. But this Denogonizer is lovely. I'm trying to check your temperature through my computer screen because um, I, I seem to remember back in August. Uh, <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Uppy. Hold on, Uppy. There's only <laughs> one way to check another man's uh, temperature. All right. And, and the record. Yes, yes, well, yes. Fortunately, no. <laughs> none of you were able to do that. <laughs> I'm on my way to Tracy, California. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but true story, like, uh, so back when we finally, like, reconnected as adults yeah. not that long ago, uh, Mrs. Beardo and Beardo met up with me and Mrs. Eppy at Dust Bowl in Turlock. And Which is a lovely place. I, I do remember <laughs> Mr. Beardo tried some beers. He's like, I don't even like hazy IPAs. Like, you, you, it seemed like you were like Stash, where you only liked the pussy yeah. stuff, like the Blondales. <laughs> but, but now you, you are. There's, you there's just, nothing you, wrong with a good pussy. You are, you are what you eat. <laughs> You do not. You do not look like a penis, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, a nice choice. A nice double IP. I just. I'm, I'm shocked because it, good. It, that does not seem like yeah. you. It it doesn't. But I'm really hooked on this denogonizer. Perfect stash. What do you got? What, what's going on in your goal? I I always go with the with the fan favorite um, because we all know I have tons of fans out there. Um, and they love me for my stash is the founders all day IPA. It's like just the go-to. I just, I love this beer. I, what can I say? You know, I love this beer. So I love this bar. I love this beer. You know, I love that. I love that country song. It's a good one. Yeah. It is a good one. I I agree with that. Um, we've used it before on this show. Um, again, back to back weeks. I, I just, I've been on a Blaker kick. And this is one that came out around New Year's. It's actually been in my fridge for a while. It's called Drunchies. It's an imperial bedtime stout. Um, it has uh, ch- <laughs> chocolate and cookies. That's actually what they have on the can. And their little blurb says, After wasting away the day and the flame is lit, now is the time to rip through the glazed goodies. Every laced morsel devoured and feeling no pain as sound sleep awaits under the table. Um, and the, oh shoot, this I didn't, I forgot this. This one comes in at ten point nine percent alcohol. So um, wow. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty stout beer right there. Did you drink it? I think I sent you. I did of- drink it. Yeah, I I had a rough time with it, but I love Blaker. It must have put some beard on your chin, I think. I think your beard was on Yeah. My, my beard did grow a couple inches that day. But no, it's I good. I mean, man. I do love stouts, but I don't love all stouts, and this is one that I do enjoy. So yeah. highly recommend if you have the ability to access it if you're in the state of California. So. Yep. All right. So uh, moving on. Uh, tonight uh, we're calling this Dealer's Choice. What is dealer's choice, you ask? Well, 
If you remember back just a few short weeks ago, we uh, had our Happy Birthday Stash episode where Stash got to basically choose topics at random that we discussed and debated um, at various lengths of time. And we're going to call that dealer's choice, but um, instead of just Stash controlling the uh, conversation, <laughs> yeah. we're just going to go around the room, if you will. and uh, Which was we'll exciting. <laughs> so based on time, yeah. Yeah. Based on time, we might go around two or three times, maybe four. Um, Stash has to get to bed, so we're going to try to keep it brief tonight. So, uh, Beardo, you're still the guest, so we're going to let you pick the first topic that we will uh, talk about. All right, so I want to go back to something that was talked about a couple episodes ago. Uh, one where I should have been a part of because, mm-hmm. you know, I would have fit so well into this one. Are, are you um, kicking yourself I, now for not I am that? kicking myself. Yes, definitely kicking myself. Um, I want to talk about a double dragon. And so, I don't know. I mean, you guys are both my, my age. And so back when we were kids, there was a game for Nintendo called Double Dragon where you were this martial arts expert and you were going around and beating the hell out of people. That's not what I want to talk about. <laughs> so, what the hell? I want to talk about what a real-life double dragon is. Um, and Stash, I believe you were the one talking about this, um, where, where you are in a bad way and you are puking and diarrhea in at the uh, same time. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. That, yes. That is a terrible, terrible thing to have to go through. Mm-hmm. And I was with, with a coworker and we were sharing stories one time and she said, you know, one time. I was in France, exchange student, and uh, I experienced a double dragon. And I'm like, what's a double dragon? I've never heard of this before. And she goes, well, I had eaten some bad cheese, had too much wine, and uh, I was puking and pooping at the same time. So I I had a bucket to catch my puke while I was pooping on the toilet, and that's, that's a double dragon. So while you guys were the other day beautifully describing this experience i would like to give it an official term and that official term is the double dragon sweet i like it Mm -hmm. yes january January 2012 i was experiencing the double dragon and Mm, that's um, rough it was an interesting evening for me in the toilet I like I like that term. I think you've I think the coined you know that coined term there is um, very appropriate when you got shit and everything else coming out of your orifices. It, it's the double-headed monster. Yeah, you just can't get away from it, no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah, but it's like amazing to think about. You're like your body's so like. I don't want this shit inside of me so bad. I'm going to make it come out both ends of your fucking body. Yeah. It's like, what the hell did you drink or eat? You know, I told you shouldn't have eat that last chicken nugget that sat out for two fucking days. And you were like, it's all right. It smells good. You know, the guacamole smells all right. I think I can handle it. No, I told you it was bad. I told you. Damn. <laughs> well, well, thank you for enlightening us. Now we now we know if I if I ever get that flu, and I can, man, I was it's, totally it's double, double dragon. dragon. Yep, you're welcome. I'm gonna skip ahead of stash. I, I'm gonna beat him to the punch tonight. Um, we're gonna bring back up the Astros, which was a very yeah, hot topic. Fuck the it's Astros. A very, fuck the Astros. It's a very hot topic with stash, but I'm gonna pose a different kind of question with their cheating scandal, and my question is. Who got more screwed from their cheating, the Oakland A's or the Los Angeles Dodgers? And my vote the Dodgers, the A's for sure, because the A's are a way better team than the Dodgers, and we are playing the same division with them. True, true, true. We could have been division champions, therefore avoiding the wild card game. So, I, I think the A's probably got screwed more out of this than the Dodgers did. I'm sorry, Cash. Yeah, but you're literally you're in the fucking finals though but no you're literally in the fucking finals you're this you're there in the game and you're the 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 ring and the the 
the metal, the piece of metal uh, that that uh, commissioner wants to so uh, call it um, is writing. Like th- this is it. This is something that you've, you know. I mean, um, I, I, I listen. I don't want to depreciate the value of the Oakland A's um, and their sportsmanship and and any of their value that they have in their team. You're right. They did get screwed. But again, if you're talking about it on a level of like, were you there? Yes, they were fucking there, and the Dodgers were there. They were on the field, you know. They were in the ballpark. They got fucked. That's would, why they should vacate like, it. Vacate the fucking win. Nobody's getting punished. Nobody's getting a real punishment, and it's going to con- con- continue to happen unless they really define the rules. Um, and or you cannot even blame the players union for this because the players union is doing exactly what they should be doing, and that's protecting the players. However. When players are calling out other players at this level, then something should fucking happen. Something's yep. got to happen. So, I, I would like to put it this way. The A's got screwed quantity-wise. So, they're going to play the Astros more, see them more, be subjected to this kind of behavior more often. Plus a common opponent. But the Dodgers, yeah. common opponents, yeah, same division. But the Dodgers got screwed quality-wise, so... You know, bigger game, bigger stakes. Um, so, Dodgers got screwed quality. A's, go A's, got screwed quantity. Yeah. Well, my, my, my final thought is, yeah, it wasn't a World Series, but um, like Beardo was just saying, um, it could have been the A's in the World Series. Like, especially, I, I really feel like last year, not, not the Dodgers year when, you know, they, they lost the first time, but... Um, last year, especially, I felt the A's actually had a championship quality team, and if the Astros weren't cheating, then the A's probably could have won the division and had to and gotten to skip that one card, one uh, the one game wild card game. And I really felt like the A's could have. Yeah, 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 but how long has it been since the A's won a meaningful playoff game? So they would have choked anyways. I love you the A's. Go A's. You don't know that because they would have. Really? When was the last time they won a meaningful playoff game? I don't know. You still hear Raiders talking shit. And when was the last time they won anything? Oh, God. Don't get us. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Fuck the Raiders. It's true. So. But it's not the same though. It's it's just 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 this way of like word word and even their apologies. I understand that the fact is this: you you can't you can't um, put a value on apology, right? People say they want an apology, and then you put this value on it afterwards, saying that this is not a good apology, right? I, I hate the way they apologize. It's like okay, but at the same time, you're going. If 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 one half of the face is saying I'm sorry and the other half is saying this doesn't affect anything, it does sort of like where you this sort of gives you this option of going is your is your apology, what are you apologizing then for if you if you're just playing within the confines of the rules you know of that's set by you know by baseball but you fucking cheated beyond steroids like this is beyond steroids. You've you've you got you've gained an advantage on a uh, advantage on a pitcher to the point where <clears throat> you you're um you're cheating a, an MVP out of a you know out of Mike Judge like you know like come on like it just doesn't make sense and then and then they're like oh all right well nothing ever happened so let's go do it again so it's the well, second infraction that makes it the worst it's not the first infraction it's the second infraction and then knowing. Th- you just find a bunch of multimillionaires, pennies on the dollar, and they still have a fucking win. That is the biggest point of it all. They still have a win, and no one's been, no player has been punished. But isn't that kind of the world we live in now anyways? I mean, I think that had this happened 50 years ago, those players would be suspended. Owners would be fined or maybe even kicked out of baseball as well. I mean, it would be a much bigger deal. But I think anything goes now. All that really matters is winning. You win. Yeah, it's you money. Can, you can get away with a lot of shit. So it's I think, all about money. I think that's really where we are. Mm-hmm. It is about money. It's all about and money. Because it's you're not cheating or not trying. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. But this is yeah, this is a so. different this is a like this kind of like I, I think they're in, in cheating. I here's 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 my thing with cheating is like there's like a bright yellow line in cheating, right? You can always flirt with the cheating, right? You can you can you can play within the confines of like well it's not really cheating and people are just kinda of upset and they get over it. But people are not getting over this. A lot of people are not getting over this. People from different organizations are speaking out. The Angels are speaking out. You know, Do- oh, Dodgers are always going to speak out. But the the pudding, the 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 icing on this cake is this: if you throw at an Astros player, you're going to face severe consequences. So not only are you saying, um, I let them get away with it, no one was really punished. Except for letting the G, the GM and whoever else go, and they can't come back to baseball. They're fucking millionaires, so they're gonna be okay wherever, wherever they're gonna go. Okay, um, don't hurt any of those guys because if you do, I'm gonna punish you. You know, that's adding on top of it. So you're like, all right, so not only did you fucking protect them, now you're protecting them from us wanting to get our fucking revenge on them for cheating out some of the best guys in baseball. Including the Oakland A's. But, you know, I mean, the only people who are, who are really ever going to get punished in the retaliation that you're speaking oh, of would be a pitcher. And the pitchers always get it easy anyways. They're going to sit there and say, oh, you're suspended for four games. Well, you're a starting pitcher. You only play once every five days anyway. So yeah. this is much to do about nothing. But I at least now know how to get you extremely riled up. So I'm very pleased with my choice. <laughs> <laughs> Stash, it is your turn. What's your first topic? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm going to broach a topic that we talked about, and this is Mike fucking Bloomberg coming into the debate stage. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so my, my, my biggest thing of it was in the past is that Mike Bloomberg's entrance into this, into uh, his candidacy, um, was only based on one premise, and I've said this in the past, and I'll say it again, was to disrupt. Nothing else. He was to disrupt this whole process to make sure that there was some sort of um, a brokered convention or there was a, a way to pull it away the delegates, um, to, way the pull, to try to suck the air out of the room, and he has absolutely done that to the point that we're not talking about policies um, as a, a progressive candidate should be talking about to now we're talking about a candidate that is gaming the system and talking about how to make, you know, to make it better or worse. He's done it. He's doing exactly what I what I said he would do. Exactly. He knows he's not going to win. He has no chance. He didn't, he didn't go to any of the debate. He, this is his first debate, and he didn't even fucking place on any of the delegates um, in uh, Iowa and New Hampshire. So, like, come on. You know? So that's, uh, like, he's doing exactly what he wanted to do. Not what he wanted to do. He's doing exactly what the establishment wanted him to do. And he's doing it well. Mm-hmm. So the only the only thing that I can give my hats off to him is this, that he knows how to troll uh, Donald Trump because it's like one of his friends. So he knows all his little weak spots, yeah. you know, and to hit him back. Yeah, his involvement is very much uh, your choices. Do you want red MAGA Donald or do you want blue Donald? Yeah, um, you want do blue, blue MAGA, he, yeah. He's essentially the Donald Trump of the Democratic side at this point, but... Um, as, as I said out on Twitter, Twitter today, um, he has no chance in, in hell at ever getting my vote. No. no. But I give his team credit. They are, like, text banking out the ass. I get texts every day about if I support him or not. And I don't get that for any other candidate, even Bernie. So, and I do appreciate the fact that he, he, he promised that um, if he gets knocked out, he will give his staff paid to whoever is the nominee for the Democratic Party. So there's at least that. Oh, oh Bernie or uh, Bloomberg? Oh, Bernie said that. Yeah, he's... No, Blue- right? I think Bloomberg said if he gets knocked out, he will give his staff to whoever wins, basically. Um, well, that's good. Should. I mean... Yeah, you should. should. But not everyone will. You I mean, know. 
yeah, your staff, your your data, your money, the not money, but your data, your staff, the data, the voting data that, so the voting rolls that they've picked up over the number of months is probably the most important because that's name, addresses, phone numbers, right, Vo- um, voting preferences. So that's what they really want. That's the primo of everything to make this yeah. really work to get them. Hey, get on board with my message, um, or just get them to show up to the polls. Um, is is the biggest thing. Uh, knowing how they vote at the end of the day is that's where, you know, the, the true question comes in, and that's why it's private. But you know, fuck you, Mike Bloomberg. You did exactly what I I I you did when he answered. He did exactly what I said you would do. And God damn it, I should be one of those one of those pundits on cable news. Like Tommy Lauren, like. Yeah, but I don't want to be like whiny yelling like, you know, who are you, Colin Kaepernick, to sit there, you whiny little rich man? Like you sit there and you make a million dollars and now you're going to kneel just because you feel that America's unjust to you, you rich man. How dare you? You're so so damn rich. If you weren't rich, you wouldn't kneel. You'd be begging, uh, you know, so some shit like that. Fuck Tommy Lauren. She's hot, though. I'd probably have a drink with her. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I used to think that Well Trevor Noah did I used yeah. to think she was cute until she kept talking And I was like no Well Grace doesn't overcome the words that come out of that mouth so. Well here's 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 the thing I feel she's sort of like I don't feel this is this is exactly I'm gonna call it out <clears throat> She's like the I got my claim to fame Being this like I'm gonna call you out Type of clear conservative bases type of whatever. Um, but then really like behind the scenes, I'm super cool. I listen to rap. I'm all about, you know, fucking raw dog type of style. Like you shouldn't tell me if I should have an abortion or not. Like I want to, I don't want my, my guy to wear a condom or whatever. Right. Like that, that kind of shit. Right. You know, but then she's like, Oh, I'm American values. I live in, you know, I li- I'm here for the family, but she's like fucking, Doing shots of tequila with you and lines of coke, you know, on the on the fucking bar, you know, type of thing, uh, you know, driving drunk uh, back to your fucking um, uh, your your hotel room uh, playing PIMP by Fifty Cent. So that's so you know, and she knows it, all the fucking words. <laughs> it, it's all about finding your niche and making your money. I mean, that's what it is. Perfect. That's so, what she comes off as. All right, Beardo, topic number two. I think we have time to go around one more, one more go around. So, oh, Beardo, what's your number two? Okay. Um, I think I think I'm going to go slightly, slightly positive, and that is uh, Bernie Sanders. I am a huge Bernie Sanders supporter, uh, and not because I agree with all of his policies. I really don't. I mean, uh, B, you know me. I'm pretty conservative, but but that's personally. Um, but I think looking at all of the candidates, Bernie Sanders seems to be the only person who truly cares about people. And he has a record of actually caring about people. And that's what matters to me. I don't have to agree with everything he does. I'm not going to agree with everything everyone does. But I think Bernie Sanders will actually do what he thinks is best for people. And that's really all you can ask for in a leader or what you should be looking for in a leader. And I will say that in... 2015 I went to a Bernie Sanders rally in Stockton and it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life Um, absolutely positive vibes absolutely great message Um, it was just an amazing time and so I think I think anytime you support someone you should go out and see them and listen to them speak and see them in real life uh, because that really gives you an idea of of what life in your country will be like with him as the leader. Um, it was just one of the best days ever. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know how much time you're going to give me for this, but I'll go into a quick story. Um, I I did school one day to to go and see Bernie Sanders. And me and my fellow teacher went, and we got there, and the line to get into the event was so far, you couldn't see the end of the line. And my friend's like, damn it, we got here too late. Why don't you get out and get in line? So I got out, got in line, and I'm like, there's no way we're going to make it into this rally. And I get about a quarter of the way down the line, and I hear these, these, 
these guys yell out my name. I look at them, and they're a couple of my students. And they go, oh, Miss, sir, you're not going to, or mister, you're not going to, you're not going to tell on us, are you? And I'm like, if you let me in line, I won't. <laughs> and so I got, I got in line with these kids um, uh. and, and got in and got to see Bernie Sanders speak. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like I said, it was absolutely completely positive. And like I said, I do not agree with everything Bernie Sanders says or believes, but I believe he cares about people. And that's what really matters to me. Um, and so me and the same friend that I had gone to the rally with, were like, we should, we should go see a Trump rally too. And we almost went, and we were so close to going, but we figured they would smell the liberal on us and kill us on the spot, so we didn't go. But it would have been interesting to go. So I may, I may, uh, may go and see what it's like, see what the vibes are like. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I'll invite the, you, and we'll do a, a pre-party and do some drinking. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, give me a drunk night on Earth. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Uppy. Uppy just wouldn't. I just no. I don't know. He's. Yeah. I'd be. I I would get all drunk and pretend I'm. (laughs) I would get all drunk and pretend I'm Jordan Klepper, and it'd probably be bad news. Oh, that guy. That guy. I I love him. I love him so much. Yeah. Um, the only thing, I, the only thing I really had to say about Bernie, what you all said, is just something I said before, and you know, the amazing thing is, is I really felt like when um, back in July when the Democratic debate started, I had felt that Bernie had accomplished his goal and that he pushed the party left, and it was sad he didn't get to win the presidency in 2016, but I felt like he accomplished his goal. But the further this has gone on, now that we're um, coming up on our primary here here in California. Is he's still the best? I want to. I probably wouldn't yeah. have thought that back in July, but now it's like you know the cream rises to the crop, and and you know like you said, he's not perfect, but no one is, and absolutely he has my vote. And I well, vote. I would say I would say Uppy that if he comes back to our area, you and I should go. And uh, I know, and we were going to go record to our thoughts. And, Definitely record and, our thoughts. And I wasn't joking. Like, don't think I was trying to get anything. Like, the one day that Bernie was in San Francisco, uh, this is before uh, Beardo and I started hanging out again. Beardo was like, we should go. And I was like, it's okay if I bring my daughter. And he's like, yeah, she'll get all the love. And then, like, the weekend he's there, and I cleared it with Mrs. Uppy. She didn't care that I was going when she was at work. You know, she loves Bernie. She loves Bernie, too. Don't get me wrong. Was a weekend that like me and my daughter both got like the twenty four hour flu. So like the day of the oh. rally, I had like a hundred and one fever. No, oh, yeah. And I spent yeah. like the whole weekend like snoozing on the recliner. So oh. hopefully he does come back, so I had that chance. Cause it, I mean, I could have toughed it out, but when you're with a bratty three year old by yourself, it's yeah. kind of hard. And it's not easy. Not easy. He showed up over here down to our town, and I thought no, nobody would ever show up here. Really, yeah. I really don't. Yeah, I really, no one's really showed up here. They showed up on the outskirts of our city because that's the place to be. Um, but I was really surprised. I was like, shit, he actually fucking showed up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, and not, and, not, and not like of all places, like I, I didn't think he would show up like at City Hall or something. No, he showed up in like a, one of the places where you wouldn't think he would be in like, off of this, this this street over here, you're like, you're actually fucking here, you know. Like, like, so. Paris, like was he in Paris Lake or something? Or? No, no, no. It's just that we have a street, Alessandro, and that's not where you expect to meet the presidential candidate, you know, of the United States. So, and he was, and he was here, like, like, like all the streets are like, really on all of fucking Sandro, you know? And so, and, 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 and a, uh, an event and a venue too, where you're like, God, you're actually here. Like, you know, like yeah, I couldn't, right. you know, next to the fucking local bowling alley type of shit, you know, mm-hmm. down the street from the VFW, you know, across street from the post office type of thing where the people just, this is not an area where you plan to meet somebody. You just kind of, you go about your business. So, um, shout outs to him. Um, well, I'm still pissed that we, yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly. No, no, but this yeah. is exactly the place where it's just 
it there's nothing around to make it popular there's there's nothing beautiful there's nothing spectacular there is nothing that makes your fucking juices go loosey type of thing it's just there, done so no taco trucks yeah. or anything not even yeah no 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 there's a couple of good places to eat around there but there shit it's just it's not a no, it's not it's not a known thing you got a jack in the box right down the fucking street like a, you know not even a quarter mile so yeah. you know it's one of those things. Then a little a little window tent shop with the stereo market type of shit, you know? And then Yacanesaria right across the street. It's like, it's just one of those things where you're like, what the fuck is Bernie Sanders doing here? And he drew a large crowd. He drew a large yeah. crowd. So I, I give him props. I give him props that, you know, no no other candidate, not even Republican, has been down in this area nice. at all. Nice. Well, we had, we had uh, not that I wanted to derail, not that I wanted to take this even further off topic, but... Uh, we actually had Mayor Pete in Turlock recently. Um, oh, but he was there on Valentine's Day, so we didn't go. I, I would have considered paying the price. Don't get me wrong uh, for the experience, because yeah. whoever comes to Turlock, but it was Valentine's yeah. Day and it was not worth the seventy-five dollar ticket thing, so we yeah. didn't. But um, so we're going to move on to my second topic, and I'm I'm going to really I'm. <laughs> Change. So you would give up? So you would give up a you would give up a taco to see a sausage type of thing? I don't get it. I don't get it. That's that's what Trump. That's what Trump would be saying. God, like if if Budichek ever gets anywhere close to Trump, he is totally done. He oh has no, yeah. he has no fucking um, rhetorical skills to come back. You know, he gets that kind of yeah. look on his face, and it's sad. It's like, dude, you're so owned. You're so owned. Well, I, I got into that argument with somebody on Facebook recently where, oh, well, the one nice thing about Bloomberg is he can outsmart Trump. I was like, there's no outsmarting Trump. Did you watch the 2016, deba- 2016 presidential yeah. debate? All he you did have was to inter- out-dumb him. You yeah. have to, because all he did was interrupt Hillary and say wrong all the time. And he was mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Wrong, wrong, lies, all lies. <laughs> lies, lies. Mm-hmm. I have a plan to all the time in my class. I have a plan to defeat ISIS in 30 days. Believe me, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It comes down to not outsmarting him, it comes down to outdumbing him. And uh, Yeah. Well well here's really but here's it. also the thing though, is like like why don't you see as many attacks against Bernie as he does like Bloomberg or uh, Pocahontas and you know what I mean? It's yep. because he knows Bernie's coming for his shit. Like, yeah. like no matter what you say or do, like you're like, dude, you're going up against someone who's like, it scares them. It scares them the way that Barack Obama scares them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because Barack, Barack scares Trump. The yeah. idea of a smart black man, you know, <laughs> scares the shit out know, of can him. Can you imagine how intimidating that is? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> to an old white guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially when Trump is on record as saying that blacks are inherent, inherently lazy and they have yeah. no choice. That's just in their genes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but no, yeah. he's not racist. He got, you know. No, he's got black friends, no, right? No, man, he's got a racist. You can't, you can't, look, 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 look let me speak in, in, in a presidential candidate style of uh, Cory Booker. I cannot tell what this, what what's in this man's heart and tell you that he's racist. And so, you know, you can't say that he's racist because I can't, you can't see into his heart like that. So is he really racist? I don't know. I don't know. I can't see into his heart. So. I can just see the orange fucking tint on his skin. That's it. Dude, it's all full of overcooked steak covered in ketchup. So, um, <sighs> so I'm going to completely change topics and make lighten it up completely. I'm going in a completely different universe here. So my topic is, uh, if you have a recent story, the better. If not, any story will do. A time where your kid got away with something that they should have been in trouble for, but they got away with it because it was cute and or funny. Mm-hmm. And while you think, because I'm, you know, this this requires some thinking probably. I'll, I'll tell my story while you guys think. So uh, recently, um, so what happens often when uh, Mrs. Uppy and I are both home, Mrs. Uppy needs to go back to our bedroom to do lady things. And that could be any number of things. Uh, change clothes, do makeup take a shower, change, you know, uh, go to the bathroom, whatever. Every time my daughter just gets like some weird 
separation anxiety where it's like, I got to go back there. And like, I always end up fighting with her. I was like, no, like, mommy will be right back. Like, just stay up here. You know, leave mommy alone kind of thing. And so for once, I think it was like last weekend, for once I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You got shoes on? Go ahead. Go back there. Because, you know, she's trying to tell me some story like, oh, I got to tell mommy a secret. <laughs> I can tell you something about my my daughter's secrets. They're usually gibberish. It's just, yeah. You know, and I knew this, but it wasn't like a pressing thing. So I was like, you know what? You got shoes on? Go ahead. Go bother mommy. And I can, I'm sitting at my dining room table so I can see down the hallway to our bedroom. And she gets in there and she leaves the door open, which is like my wife's one pet peeve, you know? We, we keep our door shut at all times. It's just how, just how it is around here. And... She leaves the door open, so I, I don't yell. I speak uh, loudly enough to be heard, and I was like, shut the door. And I can hear her little feet doing something, but I don't know if she's coming back to shut the door or what. So I repeat myself, and I hear feet again. And then all of a sudden I see, and I'm still looking down the hallway, and I see her head peek out the door, just her head. I don't see her body or anything. She looks at me dead in the eyes, and she yells, Shut your mouth and then slams the door. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sat there, like, my mouth was like just agape because I was like, wow, she just did that. Like, my daughter did that. And, I, you know, and so I just hung on to it for a few minutes and then I went back in there. And I think at this point, I, I can't remember, Mrs. Uppy was either doing makeup or blow drying her hair or something. And I was like, did you hear what happened? And she's like, no. I was like, and I told her the story. And she did what any reasonable adult would probably do at that point in time. She she giggled, um, which is what I did on the inside. I laughed. And then the, the kicker of all that was is, you know, my wife did her due diligence. And she asked, where did you learn to talk like that? And no joke, I'm sure it's predictable at this point. Her answer was, daddy. Daddy. So no god. And so my wife gives me the That's look. the worst. I was like, I don't think so, but there's a very good chance her and I were butting heads one day and we were yelling at each other and I told her to shut her mouth. It's possible. So uh so that was one time where my daughter should have very well been in trouble, but she got away with it because it was funny and cute. So any story <laughs> you guys have to share? <laughs> That's good. My my uh my my little guy is uh I'm picking up a lot of Spanish English, you know, because grandma and grandpa speak a lot of Spanish. And so um, and so the other day, he, you know, just like all toddlers, they can't handle the rejection. Um, so um, after I told them no about something, can't even remember what it is. You're a bean cheese, daddy. You're a bean cheese. And he runs, you know, <laughs> but 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 he says it in a way where he's like running away at the same time. You know, you know, how they run away because they're hurt and they're going to go run to another room or wherever it is. and They're going to go cry. He's doing that on the way out. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, all right, man, <laughs> I'm a bean cheese. Don't worry. But he doesn't. I don't think he understood. I don't think he, he, he doesn't know what that word means. He just knows. That it's something bad, and he yeah. just says it. You're a bean cheese, daddy. You're a <laughs> bean cheese. All right, boy. Oh. And he doesn't speak much Spanish, anyways, because he understands it more than he speaks it. So I think that's it. It always makes me laugh. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna be mad on that one. I'm just gonna laugh and laugh about it in about 25 years from now when you're old. Right. Mm. Embarrass him in front of his girlfriend or something like that. Yeah, yeah of course. Beardo, you got anything? Well, I don't know if I should be concerned or proud or scared or excited, um, but I've got four kids, uh, and we should be concerned. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go with uh, number three, who we'll call Sassy Beardo. And the other day, I'm, I'm riding, <laughs> I'm riding in the car with her. She's ten. And we, for her 10th birthday, we bought her a phone so that we could get in contact with her and know where she's at at all times. And she was giving me some shit. And I said, you know, it was about her phone. And I said, I really hate the person who owns your phone. And she goes, I do too. I really hate the person who owns my phone. And I go, 
you hate yourself? Verizon Wireless. She goes, no, I don't own my phone. I believe my father owns my phone. And I'm like, like, damn it, sassy. Did you just win a fucking argument with me? She's like, yes, "Uh, you did. Yeah, of course I did. And I'm like, okay, fantastic. And so I this this girl I don't know I I don't know if I should be proud of her or if I should be worried about myself in the future or I should know that she's going to be able to handle any person that she uh, falls in love with I don't know yeah. I mean I think she's going to be able to handle herself pretty well I, I say be proud fuck, I lost an argument to a ten year old. Yeah, and that, that's where your concern comes in. But yeah, I'd be proud because you know they do yeah. say that you know the job we do as fathers with our daughters is they're going to gravitate towards men like their dad. So yeah. at least yeah. you can be proud. I, I think I'd be proud of the fact that you know what she can probably handle her own once once she gets there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. the concern is you lost an argument to a ten year old. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I lost an argument to a ten year old. Uh, but and I'm worried for whoever she falls in love with. I mean, that That's poor okay. person, they're going to be yeah. dominated. That's fine. Yeah. Does that, yeah. Mean, you can, that means you can, dominate, you can dominate your son-in-law too. So we're, you're good there. True. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You get, he gets both ends. He's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Twilight Zone. <laughs> so. Yep. Damn, that sucks. I'm sorry for him. It, you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> because 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 I'm I'm the father that I'm the father that let his son get run over by a girl on the first date. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was about ready to tell him that, but you beat me to it. And 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 still crossing my fingers and saying, I hope he has. I hope he marries her. I hope he marries her. I hope he marries her. <laughs> you forgot the best part with his own car. With his with his own car, <laughs> he got out. He gave her the keys of the car, and she still ran him over with it. <laughs> and I'm still hoping that they marry. <laughs> That's good shit. Come on. <laughs> there's there's nothing better than knowing that your daughters no. can handle themselves. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all if he acts up or weird because, yeah. oh, fuck her, I'll run you over. You know, that's all I got to hear her say. <laughs> Relationship goals, you know, this is what I strive for for them. Mm-hmm. I, I just told my daughter, whatever you and your wife are happy with, I'm okay. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm making sure she knows it's okay to be with another woman. Yeah, love yeah. Love. It's, uh-huh. yeah. it's okay. Yep. So, That's good shit. So, Stash, uh, what's your second topic? Uh, I thought my second was Bloomberg, my number one topic. Would be yeah Bloomberg yeah Bloomberg was number one. Yeah. Oh, number two was Bloomberg. Astros was number one. Huh? No, number three. No, number three was Astros. No, oh I, yeah, oh I, yeah, I yeah. Because that. yeah, yeah. Because sorry, I get so passionate with Astros. <laughs> you bring that shit up again. No shit. <laughs> I, think, I think it should just be a rule that anytime anyone says Astros, we should all just say just fuck the Astros. Fuck yeah, fuck the Astros. Fuck the Astros. Uh, let's see. My uh, topic du jour would be um, probably Bloomberg. I brought up the, well, we talked about Astros anyways. I can't even bring that up anymore. Get over it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Is um, move on. I, I don't watch cable news because it, it will fucking rot your brain. I I watched cable news. Uh, throughout my public policy undergraduate degree, and it um, totally was in stark contrast of what I was learning in school, um, and and it wasn't and it wasn't like I went to a liberal elite college in my undergrad, which by the way I did went to like one of the number one best research institutes in all of California uh, that is public at least. So, but I just had to throw it out there. Um, but it was in stark contrast of, of what I was being taught, um, which wasn't very liberal at all. Um, it was very, 
not even close to being liberal is very challenging of the system. Um, so um, I would say don't get if your news is coming from cable or if your news is coming from opinionated um, columnists like from Washington Post or the L.A. Times or the New York, um, you needed to dif- diversify your your information um, and get it from other sources that are not um, um, well funded and or owned by you know, either Bloomberg or uh, Jeff Bezos and type of thing. So um, YouTube is great right now for getting a little bit more of independent independent media, um, but just know it's not always as available. So that'd be my th- my other thing. So I'll, I'll divulge a little bit more about myself. I'm a GovEcon teacher, and that is always one of the concerns is we can access – information that confirms our own bias every time it's called confirmation bias and it's so easy to just go and find things that support our own beliefs we don't challenge ourselves anymore and even our social media has created algorithms to to put things on our feed that we're going to click on Mm-hmm. Um, and it just confirms what we believe. And we don't look at the other side anymore, ever, at all. Um, and so one of, the, one of the sites that I use quite often when I'm wanting to do some research or wanting to provide something to my classes that's less biased is um, there's a website called um, allsides.org. And it will give you articles from the left and from the right and from the center and it says right up front this is from the left or this is from the right and um, it's important to understand that when we're looking things up when we are looking at these political ideas that quite often we're just confirming what we believe we're not challenging Mm -hmm. ourselves and that's that's a problem that's an issue yeah Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right with your your media stuff. Yeah, we're always going to get into this um, information wars, like um, sure. you know, of, of of who's more right than the other person. And the the only thing is that, and and what a lot of people have to understand is that um, sometimes it's it's ten twenty years from now that we find yeah. out about how these policies really truly worked out um, and yeah. who they affected and how they affected somebody. So so we could ride this wave now and say, oh, it's going so good. But sometimes you have to wait 10 years to find out really was it that good as we were saying in the beginning because now we're in this microcosm of where everything is snipped down to 30 seconds. Everybody wants a 30-second quick soundbite of this feels good, it's a good story. But we have to go back to saying to ourselves is like if it showed up in the news, it's not as common, right? So when we hear these stories of like serial killer on the loose, right? Well, you're like, okay, well, that was like, okay. And for this is a perfect example. Um, Perfect example is this. Um, When the whole idea of predictive policing came out where they're using algorithms um, to decide where they're going to send resources to different areas that they're saying has these high crimes, right? Um, It's one of those sensational stories where they're saying, you know, Chicago's, we'll use Chicago, for example, Chicago's violence system has has been up, you know, um, and we've had this many, but they never mentioned for the last nine years um the organizing that was going on behind the scenes that actually brought the violence down but because there was a slight peak because all of a sudden winter ended and summer was out and they had some beef to to finish off you had a couple killings right they never mentioned that part and so that's the sensational part where they go they mention it and so we have to remind people going well if it was on the news it probably it's not as common as you think right coronavirus is another example versus the flu more people die of the flu in the usa than the coronavirus altogether right but you're like everybody's like oh no they can't come over here and you're like dude i'm more afraid of the person who doesn't wash their hands and you need me the flu yeah than than the coronavirus yeah and so so there's there's that portion of it always that portion of it and so even with the center media of it, you always have to be remindful of it because even this, as much as we want the center to be unbiased, 
we almost have to go back so academically that we have to say um, it has to be peer reviewed. It has to be yeah. something that was published. It has to be something that other scholars were looking at to give it their critique of saying, you know what? No, you were kind of wrong because what really happened was this. But that's what's well, the whole fun about, acad- you know, about teaching and, you know, showing yeah. them how to find that right information. But unfortunately, I mean, that's not the stuff people want to read. We want to read the sensationalized stuff. We want to read the fun stuff. And so, I mean, it's hard not to click on those articles that are popping up in our feeds and getting all upset about whatever it is that social media has pegged us that we want to see. And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle, really. I mean, we don't want to read boring peer-reviewed articles that are academic in nature we want to see the sensationalized shit is what we want to see everyone loves drama i believe it's the eagles that have a song about that Uh, yeah so i mean we want to see the bad stuff we don't want to see see the the academic stuff no, Neil, Neil, Neil Postman, who wrote um, Amusing Ourselves to Death in the 1980s, put a spot on on how we are today. Spot on. So if, if you've never read his book, the premise of the book is that he kind of he goes down in history going from the time that we were um, – our, our ways of communicating went from we were mailing to each other to all of a sudden we had the telegraph to yeah. all of a sudden we had TV and radio and how our information has changed each time we've moved down this value, right? And how yeah. um, at one point where we were just barely – maybe even in the telegraph is that we had the most – literate country in all of the world right like um the the newspaper books articles um were written about everything that was going on and this is why you had like five hour fucking debates versus lincoln douglas type of shit you know because people read people were doing these things right and this is like this premise of his book and then so when you move on to like all of a sudden we had this faster value of information it was like oh great i know fucking princess carmina has a flu you know and that was this thing was like they sensationalized it and neil postman does that in his book and it's super awesome people should check it out if they have the opportunity to do so it's a quick read um but he called it he called it since the 1980s is this this is how we're gonna get it but like bernie has said the tele not bernie said it but the the revolution will be tell will not be televised um and it's happening in the streets now and just wait come come november watch yeah Perfect. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. So uh, we're coming up on the hour. Um, we need to get stashed to bed. I think he's, you know. <laughs> you don't want to do one more go round. I can't do one more go round. <laughs> not, not unless it's like speed round. Or like you want to do like a yes or no question kind of thing. <laughs> we can do like a quick, uh, quick answer, like. Like, I got one that's a quick answer. Is there anything you all are watching on uh, Netflix or Hulu? For me yeah. personally, right now, I'm wrapping up. Um, actually, probably after we get off here, I'm going to maybe finish up making a murder. Murder? Yeah. Right. Oh, well. yeah. Is that the one that uh, the guy in Saskatchewan, Wisconsin, or whatever? Yep. That yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. That one's good. God. You're, the you're gonna, this was good too. I, I uh, you're gonna want to punch the fucking screen when the thing is over. Just <laughs> so many things don't add up, man. I'm just yeah. Gotta feel bad for the guy. That's all I gotta say. Well, I've recently gotten into uh, Mind Hunters on Netflix. Hmm. Pretty rad. It's kind What's of the same about? vein as making of making of a murderer, but um, it's about the FBI in the 1970s. Um, trying to figure out why people become serial killers. It's pretty rad. Hmm. Hmm. I hope it suggests I watch that next. Because yeah. how I got should. into making a murder was because I watched The Pharmacist. And somehow I got that after watching um, I'm a Killer. 
So, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I just, know about you, yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning all the ways. I'm learning all the ways how not to kill somebody and not get away with it. You're gonna get caught. <laughs> <Matt>. <laughs> Um, funny, uh, quick, funny, quick, funny story. Um, uh, one, I'm actually watching 90 day fiance, um, which has been kind of fucking weird, but it's been kind of mind numbing. So it's kind of good, but still at the same time, some of the things that happen on this show and I'm going, I'm going, dude, you're just, you're bitching about this now. Wait, like fucking 10 years. <laughs> wait, 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 wait till you're 10 years into that shit. Uh, some of it doesn't go away. So quit fucking complaining. Get over the little things. It's going to make your life so much easier. Anyway, side story for your murder things. Check this out. Um, one, one, uh, early two thousands before, you know, Mrs. Stash uh, was even um, a uh, itch in my pants, uh, glimmer in my eye type of thing when I first saw her. But anyways, uh, I, I, I dated um, um, this girl who who um, I didn't know at the time. I knew there was something going on, but ended up she was in another relationship as well. And it oh. uh, turned out turned out her her person that she was in in, in a relationship with was a serial rapist. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Who happened, who the FBI and police ended up showing up to said person's house, um, apartment, saying, hey, you know, we know you're involved with this person, and um, um, we think he's a serial rapist. We need you to come down to the station or whatever, and, you know, and end up finding out, yeah, no, he hit it so well that, no, this person was a serial rapist. He would go all over Sacramento area and do his thing crazy wow yeah so you were in competition with a serial rapist good job um yeah i am uh, glad he won and i lost <laughs> i don't want to win against a rapist so <laughs> it sort of freaked me out and froze any uh in all communication so and uh got a lot of std checks for several months after going i didn't believe the first negative i need another negative i need another negative on top of that yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like the Dodgers all over again. Just <laughs> <laughs> always cheated out of something good. <laughs> all right, all right, guys, we we are at the hour mark. I, I just caught Stash yawning. So, uh, any last words from anyone tonight? No, man. Thanks, brother, for coming out, uh, Beardo. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm actually I'm actually um, not offended that you have the Beardo uh, uh, um, title. I'm considering that I'm really the only stash-ish person here, but I give it to you. You've earned it. Uh, besides your bald face, um, you've earned it. So, <laughs> when you. when did you start growing your beard? Um, interesting, Uppy, you actually are the person who made me could, could start growing my beard. Um, I get he broke up with you. You get, <laughs> you get credit for this. We when did, when did, when did he break your heart in winter? Which winter was that? <laughs> <laughs> we went to a Modesto Nets game about, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. And you had a beard and I just had a goatee. And I'm like, and I asked you a bunch of questions about your beard. And I decided that day that I was going to grow a beard as well. And so I started growing a beard. And so I grew it for a year just to see how long it would get. And then I shaved it off. Ooh. And I was so sad after, I, hated yourself, after yeah. I shaved it off. I, I did. But I told my wife I would only grow it for a year. And I'm a man of my word. And so after a year, I shaved it off. And then a, a few months later, I said, you know, Wife, there are some things that I will do for you, but there are some things that I need to do for myself, and I need to grow a beard for myself. And so I grew the beard back. It hides my ugly face perfectly, and uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Did Duck Dynasty yeah. ever call? Fuck no. Fuck those guys. Uh, <laughs> no. Hmm. Um, they get their millions, but someday, someday, someone's going to call me and say... Hey, will you shave your beard for a million dollars? And I'll say, Yeah, yeah, I will. 
and then I'll shave my beard for a million dollars. Yeah, I will. <laughs> and as soon as I get that check, I will stop shaving. <laughs> so, yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to give some last minute advice. Um, sure. I tell all of my students this. I tell my, my children this. Um, and that is, ladies, remember that every single boy is dumb. Every single one of them. In the history of the world, every boy has always been dumb. I thought so, you were going to say something like wipe from, from front to back type of shit. No, nope, But that's nope, pretty good. Nope. Yeah. Every boy has always been dumb. But boys, you're not a lost cause. Remember that every single girl is crazy. Everyone. <laughs> so... Boys are dumb and girls are crazy. So and boys, that's my that's my last little bit of advice. And boys, I'm sure Stash is teaching this to young Master Stash. No glove, no love. No love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it. Mm-hmm. All right, I I will one day share how I am dumb. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not our next show when we talk about the California primaries. We don't want to hear about you being dumb with your vote. So. Oh, I got some good stories about that. <laughs> okay. Well, perfect. We will save that for next week. I think that means that Beardo is coming back, which is awesome. Sure. So uh, thank you. Like Stasha, thank you for joining us again. We love having you. So come back anytime. And sure. don't forget to find us on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Up again, Stash is the easiest way to find us. And uh, until next time, uh, Beardo, Stash, and I, we wish you a good Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.